Hey guys, welcome to our Disney market mini series here at the short term show. Make sure you like and subscribe. We're doing a 10 episode deep dive on not only this market, but all of our markets. So definitely check those out, like and subscribe to those the short term show short term rental management show. We got a lot of shows out there for you guys that hopefully uh, you guys are finding helpful. So uh, a couple things that I want to hit before we go into it is if you are looking for current purchase prices or current income numbers, we have those on our website at the shorttermshop.com. So be sure to check that out. Also, if you're looking to just hang out, learn some things from some other short-term rental investors, we've got you. You can join our Facebook group with us and 60,000 of our closest investor friends where we just hang out and talk about short-term rental investing all day. Same title as my book, Short-Term Rental, Long-Term Wealth. Also like and subscribe on YouTube to the Short-Term Shop channel. Also like us on Instagram at the Short-Term Shop. If you guys have any questions, if you're ready to maybe buy a property in one of our 20 markets and learn how to manage it from us for free, you can hit us at agents at the shorttermshop.com or literally any of the other avenues that I gave you right before that. So let's get to it. All right, here we are, short term show special episodes today. We are going to uh, introduce you to the Orlando, the Disney market, the the uh, uh, wonderful world of taking your kids to see princesses uh, and uh, and having a, an awesome place to do that as well. So um, let me introduce uh, Wade, Holly, and Jessica, all three uh, fantastic uh, agents with the short-term shop. And I'll go ahead and let you guys introduce yourselves. Wade, tell us a little bit about yourself as we are going to spend the next uh, 10 or so podcasts hanging out with you. Yeah. So guys, welcome. I hope we have a phenomenal journey experience just going through the Orlando market. Um, my name is Wade. I'm a Disney fanatic. I love all things Disney. Um, if anyone has any questions, would love to be a resource. Uh, ranked 35 under 5 award winner for Orlando. Love the market and uh, just here to be available for anyone that needs it. All right. Uh, don't be shy, Wade. Hey. Uh, oh, what, Holly, what more? Holly, go ahead. <laughs> oh wait, hold on. wait, you do own what? real estate as well. I'm sorry. Go ahead with the. You know, you own a couple of uh, properties. Yeah, yeah. So, um, two Airbnbs and two long terms and more on the way. And you're a younger gentleman, aren't you? Uh, 20, 20, 26. 26. If I owned four doors at 26, uh, the world would be, uh, you know, at my fingertips. So, bravo. Okay, Holly, go ahead. Tell us about yourself. Hi, I um. I'm also an agent here in Orlando and uh, the area, and I have uh, five short-term rentals right now, and always looking to buy more. And I've been with the short-term shop for a couple of years now. Started out with Avery, I think I've been buying since 2018, 17, something like that. So yeah, but happy to be here. Love the area, love the weather, and uh, traffic from all the tourists all the times. But that's what we get here in our in our market. It's always fun. Always something going on. A good vacation market always has horrible traffic. Uh, so. And Jessica, so, how so are many you? people here. I'm yes. doing well. So my name is Jessica Puma. Um, I recently, well, about a year ago, moved from New York to Florida. Um, I did have a short-term rental back in upstate New York, um, but we've been getting reestablished down here um, for the last year or so, um, which I love Florida. I can't say enough good things about it. Um, it's beautiful here and it's just an awesome place to vacation. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So let's talk about the vacations. Uh, why are we? I mean, there's a very obvious reasons in this market compared to any other market on the planet, really. 
but why are we coming here, uh, Wade? I'll start with you. Yeah, so voted number one market in the nation by the Tourist Association. Um, over 70 million visitors a year. The big thing Orlando has going for it is probably just going to be consistency with local laws, regulation, and number of tourists who are coming back on a year-over-year basis. So um, a lot of people are concerned about, oh, if I can't rent this Airbnb, what's going to be my desirability over the coming years? We've been in an Airbnb or short-term market really for 20, 30 years now. So a lot of those items that are unhashed in other areas have been really kind of perfected, I would say, in our local market here. And it just makes for a really phenomenal experience. Um, and then we have a lot of fun stuff to do inside homes, which we'll go into later. But that's that's really the big thing is Disney is just a huge name and we get a lot of uh, attraction for it. 70 million, 70 million a year. That's Over just 79. absolutely mind-blowing. Um, and Holly, why are, why, are, uh, why, are, why do you love the market? What, why are people coming there? Uh, obviously, the uh, the mouse is the big we one. We have the mouse. There. We do have the mouse and we have uh Universal and SeaWorld and Legoland. And um besides that, in the Orlando area, we're very close to both coasts. They've got the space coast for all the launches. You're like an hour something away, and then also Tampa. So it's a great central location for golfers. And we did we did attract a large demographic of people and from around the world actually because a lot of people here or, you know, know Orlando and other countries also. So we have a lot of attractions there and they're all growing too. So like Wade was saying, there's always questions or concerns about the market and what this or that, but um, the people that know at Disney and uh, Universal, they're, they're expanding and they're not expanding because they're scared or it's dead. They're making a hell of a lot of money and are, are continuing to do so. Orlando is uh, so independent, yes? Not not related to Disney or, or, do we, or do you guys even know? I don't think they're the same thing. Which one? Ooh. Legoland? No, Legoland's completely different. Yeah, down past Davenport, yeah. Uh, slightly different location, but pretty centrally located. I'm interested because I want to go there. It is. And they and they also, but we uh, now they bring it up, uh, the MSC cruise ship that goes out of Port Canaveral, which is another thing that a lot of people come to the Orlando market for because they go over to the port for cruises. But, you know, when you go on a cruise, you have to come a day or two early because if your flight's delayed or changed, there's no cruise ship that's going to wait for you. So people come down a couple of days early. And so they stay in Orlando to go to Disney or Legoland, and then they can shoot over to the Cape on the day of their, it's just an hour drive away to get on their cruise ship. So that's another huge attraction here. And I just brought that up because the MSC has Legos, Legoland on their ships. And Disney, of course, has Disney and uh, Carnival. And some of them, I think, have like things related to SeaWorld. So they all integrate together. So you get the whole experience for your vacation and your kids when you come down here for Pretty much anything. All right. Good. So give me a rundown of what you love about the area. Of course, uh, the tourism is is number one here, but uh, what's driving? What am I? Why am I coming there? Um, so kind of to circle back around to what both Wade and Holly had mentioned was just with Disney being here, I think it offers a lot of stability to our market. Um, you know, it becomes kind of an important vacation for families just because they want to give their child that experience. Um, and then just with the sheer traffic numbers, people coming through, um, you know, it, it really makes for a good investment just because people do want to come here and they're coming from all over the world. Yes. And uh, we do have a local population here. That is a, quite a bit different than any just give or take uh, vacation market. And of course, where the short-term shop generally operates, uh, Orlando is the odd man out. Uh, with maybe a small exception of the uh, Scottsdale area, but that's a completely different animal. Um, you've got 3 million people living in, in the Orlando Metro. 
which is way different. For now, well, for, for now, they think they no, they think they think we'll be up to five million by twenty thirty. Oh, because we're welcoming over a hundred and thirty thousand people a week. Still, mm-hmm. yeah, even it's after the growing cities in the U.S. Uh, taxes, weather, and and the stability of these large uh, corporations that we're talking about. You know, they they provide a lot of employment and. So we're also one of the last cities in Florida where you can get an average price point of under 450 to 500 K for like a four bedroom. So you can't really say that for a lot of major cities in the nation. (laughs) So that's another thing. Uh, Purchase price, but you would maybe more so be referring to primary homes with that statement or or, primary and Airbnb. So they actually can both apply here, but Mm -hmm. you can get a four bedroom for sub 450 and they're pretty dang decent homes, whether it be a primary or for an Airbnb. And the number of visitors who are coming here and or the number of people who are moving here, both of them just find a lot more affordable. Yeah, generally when we talk vacation towns, uh, you know, like uh, Destin or, or, or maybe um, uh, Blue Ridge, you're talking areas where nobody lives and, and millions and millions of people come and visit. And it is a bit of a different vibe here because there are so many people that live in this metro area, but the ratio is still there. Like I remember one time somebody said, well, Luke, uh, there's, you know, you, you, you're talking about how the best vacation markets have a lot of tourists and I live in Seattle and we've got like 8 million tourists a year. And I'm like, well, yeah, but you've got 2 million people living there. I'm making these numbers up, but you get the, you get the (laughs) idea. But still here in this Orlando metro area, you're talking a massive ratio difference, uh, even though there are a lot of people living there, three million range. Uh, and again, that's just- Yeah, three million to 75 million. Yeah, that is, it's still- But it goes a very five in the tourists, you know, so the, yeah. the ratio is massive difference. And that's what makes a good market for short-term for vacation, um, for vacation rentals. Um, when you bring that up though, about that we also are a, a bit of a city, it- in my opinion, it helps a lot because I am in some markets that are just short-term rental. You have the benefit of more companies or boots on the ground, I guess you would say, like HVAC companies or cleaners. There's not just, you know what I mean? Um, that like, like you can use, you can use say tack or uh, find me a plumber.com or whatever <laughs> versus where in other markets it's, it's word of mouth. Uh, so yeah, I would actually go a step farther. I mean, just furniture yeah. assembly. People don't want to hire yeah, their cleaner. Good. They don't want to hire a handyman. We actually have designated people who will just assemble Resources. furniture here yeah. in Orlando. So those small niche contacts, they're just all over the place. And it's really nice to be able to sustain the local market for people who are out of state, especially. It, it works really, really well. Yeah, that's huge. Because if you go to a little town... Um, like a Branson or something that with a different area code, they're dealing with somebody who probably hasn't even seen their house that many times and doesn't really know their way around and hiring people and getting things done is a completely different animal. I'm not going to say it's going to be easier in a, in an Orlando market. Hiring and firing and, and getting things done on a piece of uh, rental real estate is never easy. It's in any business to find a good employee of any kind period. Uh, I don't care whether you ha- own a gas station and you're looking for a new cashier or whatever the case may be. It is very difficult, but yeah, much different vibe here. Let me put it this way. It's probably going to be sim- a lot more similar to what you're used to in wherever you live uh, than it is in a, reg- mm-hmm. in, in a real deal vacation market. That's a whole different way of talking pe- to people in those vacation, t- you know, where nobody lives. Uh, and down here, you're probably going to get somebody that uh, is a, v- a similar vibe to, uh, you know, somebody that if you happen to live in Toledo, Ohio, or where, wherever the, wherever the, whatever the case may be. Um, 
am I coming to the area for reasons other than Disney? Um, uh, and, and, and if so, sure. would I stay in the same house that I would be staying in if I were to be going to Disney? Yes. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Holly. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I a great that. example that's coming up very soon is bigger pockets. Um, the conference, um, I have a lot of people that I know are coming in. So the conference center here in Orlando is big. I want to say it's like the second largest in the whole U S I think after uh, Las Vegas. So we have a lot of traffic, um, people coming in for other events. And, you know, if your property is located in Kissimmee, you're only about 20 minutes away from the Orlando area. So you're still in a good proximity for people to want to stay um, at your property, even if they are attending some of the other events. Golf. Golf is huge. Mm-hmm. And, and the sporting events, especially with kids. Yep. Cheerleading. Yeah. That's now, would that be a draw? Let's say I'm marketing my rental. Um, is the draw that the family's coming to go to Disney, but we can suck that in because we, there's a great golf course down the street? Or is he, are there people that are coming strictly for the golf or all of the above? So I wouldn't go amenity-based. The amount of things that you can do in a general area to entertain any individual population, because people are traveling to different areas for a lot of different reasons. If you're able to provide one of the hardest things to stick out now, especially in Airbnbs and any market is amenities. If you're able to provide, I'm a close distance to all the ESPN sport um, areas. If there's going to be national football games, if there's going to be Disney, Universal, Fun Spot, um, Legoland, you've got these convention centers, being able to provide amenities and or just close access to all of those things in one it's accumulation of all those things that kind of just make it desirable. And we have them all here. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, and you already mentioned purchase price, but let's dive deeper on that. Um, now I would assume you can buy something that, that's very expensive as well. They, they run the gamut, but uh, uh, I'll start with Wade uh, sure. just because you're on the top of my screen. Uh, where, where, <laughs> you know, give me kind of a rundown of what I can get for, um, you know, and you don't have to give real numbers, but just kind of a broad range. Sure. Yeah. So we have a lot of townhouses and single family here. So I'll give two ranges. Um, usually your smaller three to five bedrooms is about where we start in our market. Three to five bedrooms, you're going to be in the low 300s, I would say up until maybe mid 500s on a townhouse. Those are still pool properties inside really desirable neighborhoods. So three to 500K. Um, and then single family if you're inside a resort, your single family usually starts around 600K. So right where those townhouses end, and that's going to be in a cheaper area. And we can get into the 800 to million range pretty quickly for some of those more expensive, luxurious areas, uh, golfing communities that are very well known, such as Reunion, massive, massive visitor, um, visitor count going to those golfing communities. They can get pretty expensive, but uh, I would say our bread and butter is usually sub 700K for, for most people. Uh, Jessica, do you have anything to add to that? Um, so yeah, I mean, I I basically agree with everything that Wade is saying. If you are going to be inside a re- or um, a resort community and you want your guests to have access to those amenities, um, you know, a townhome, you're going to have to spend upwards of 500,000. Um, if you want a single family residence, I feel like maybe, I feel like recently they've even kind of jumped up to maybe high 600s into the 700s. Um, we've definitely seen the property values go up a lot, especially in the communities that are closest to the parks. Um, it seems like that's where people want to buy right now. 
So, um, you know, if you are thinking of buying a single family residence, I would definitely plan on spending at least six fifty dollars if you want to be inside a resort community. Now, you would also have the option, too, to not buy inside a resort community, still be close to the parks. And you might you would be able to do that for like high 400s. I have a couple of clients that have homes like that and they're doing very well. Um, but you are going to be responsible for a lot more if you don't buy inside a resort community. You're going to have to take care of your lawn. Um, you're going to have more maintenance, exterior maintenance. Um, your cable, internet, things like that wouldn't be included in the HOA. So you're just going to have a little bit more responsibility if you want a single family residence. Is it possible that I'll have neighbors that are uh, primary homeowners? They yes. live in it uh, in, in any sure. of these markets, uh, even in the resort? You, or In some of the resorts, they do levels, but they're, you're notified. Like I've seen, you know, re- reading through so many docs, they do say when you're purchasing, look, you know, you're purchasing in a short-term rental community and you're going to have neighbors that are short-term rentals for the primaries. So your primaries aren't, can't get upset at you because they knew, huh. they know that it's a short-term rental community for the most part. I mean, even Hampton, all of those, they, they all say that, you know, you know that you're buying in an area that we allow short-term rentals. Does That's that happen outside of the resort? Yeah. In a lot of areas. Yeah. So Acadia Estates is a perfect example. I would say, small little neighborhood, less than 150 homes, probably 90% of them still operate as Airbnbs. And there are people who live there that even work at the parks, but they they fully understand if you're six minutes to Disney, you're going to have Airbnbs around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and a lot of them, because like Jeff said, we have clients that have bought in what looks like a residential neighborhood, your regular standard. And they have said like, oh my gosh, the neighbors are great. The neighbors are checking on my trash. The neighbors are this. They like, you know, so they're welcoming. They understand. You know, we're kind of like base where you understand that you're functioning because of the tourist. Your job, like Wade said, a lot of them do work at Disney. They live that close. They're working in these environments that are supported because of the tourists. So they understand their neighbors may be tourists and they're paying their their income. So some they, they seem to be a lot more welcoming. Too. Some of the neighbors who actually make businesses off of you, where they'll say, oh, I'm a local cleaner. I clean every single home on this block and they live in the neighborhood. Sure. We have, a, and where I own, we have a couple owners that actually there's, I think less than 20 primary owners in the neighborhood that I have my little three bed. Um, there's two or three cleaners that live in my community and they just run off all the owners. They come highly recommended. They offer other services such as dog walking and things like that too. They have uh, cradles and they will drop off supplies for your guest. There's a lot of owners that take advantage of the area um, and living in these resort communities as well. Yeah, I, w- I would like to interject though that um, I know we're, we're making it sound, I mean, it is there. We are very welcoming to short-term rentals, but not every community allows short-term rentals. So, and it is on a street by street basis. If you're looking at a map, which is why it's very important to have a realtor that understands short-term rentals in our market, because you may wind up in a community if you're not with someone who knows knowledgeable what they're um, the industry that none of this that we're saying is true because you purchased in the wrong area, if that makes sense. Because a residential community looks like a residential community, but on this street, it's fine. And on that street, it's not on this side. All the neighbors are cool on that side. They're not. So you want, you need to make sure that you find an agent if, regardless of what agent you choose that understands the market and the difference between that, because they look the same, but they're not the same. You can actually, you can go a step farther there. So some neighborhoods will even restrict um, guest access. And we'll talk about more of that in a later video too. But um, some neighborhoods will restrict guest access even. Um, so finding a neighborhood in certain areas that also provide all the amenities to the guest where some neighborhoods won't is also going to be a priority for you when buying here. Yeah, it, it's, it's a great it's a great market, but it just needs to be knowledge or 
Yes. And, and speaking of these, these let's let's dive into these uh, these resorts, these neighborhoods a little bit. They are very common in your area. Um, let's say I've never been there. Uh, I don't have any idea. You know, talk to me like I'm three years old and try to explain to me what these resorts are and uh, you know uh, certain things that I might be looking for and things to stay away from. Definitely. Yeah. So um, most of the communities, you know, they would have a clubhouse that would have access to multiple pools, a spa. Um, some of them have lazy rivers, um, actual mini water parks. Okay. Depending on um, the community that you choose, that's going to depend um, the type of amenities that you have. So some of them also like have restaurants and things like that. One of the things that I tell my clients to be conscious of if they are planning on self-managing is that there are certain communities that will not allow access to the amenities if you're self-managing. So um, that's definitely something that I would be conscious of in our market. Um, just to make sure that you're able to self-manage and that your guests can still access all of those amenities. It, it is a unique market. It's a very unique market in that sometimes we'll get clients that are like, well, I want a duplex or I want this, right? We don't have that here. It's it's um, like Wade was saying, townhomes, single family homes, either in residential uh, commu- looking communities where we don't actually have townhomes in residential communities, sorry. But um, our, all of our townhomes that are single family rentals are in resort style communities. And um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's unique in that and, and people want to come here and see these and drive around and look at them, but a lot of them are in gated communities that have been structured um, to feel um, like a resort. You know, it's when people are coming here and going to the to the hotels and the water parks and all that stuff, we have homes that offer the exact same thing. So, you know, a lot of these uh, neighborhoods and HOAs in your market have, I mean, like some really fancy stuff, you know, uh, like uh, float wade pools and all this crazy stuff. Uh, um, I guess two questions. Do I have to have those things? And are, uh, how do I even decide? Like if there's so many of these to pick from, is there one that's better than the other or, or how do I decide? Uh, so anyway, first question is, do I have to have those Jessica? Okay. Um, it's better if you can have them, if you cannot have them in your price range, I typically suggest that you have a very nice pool area and you have a very good proximity to the parks. So if you're going to give up the amenities, you need to compensate for it with something else, whether it's a very large pool or, you know, a 10 minute drive to the parks. Is there a small contingency of uh, guests in this market that doesn't want those things? I'm going to ask Wade this question because me personally, I don't think I want to be around that obnoxious wading pool and like uh, a sit-in bar pool and all this crap. Uh, Wade, is there, are there some people that don't want that? So n- not really. Um, and also that's in a separate area of a lot of these HOAs. So where your home is, is not always backing up to like where the little resorts are inside the neighborhoods and things like that. Um, what Jess was referring to, I think though, was a private pool. A, a private mm-hmm. pool goes a long way here or even a splash pad pool. We have little spa pools inside of our homes, even on the townhouses. Um, but what you're saying is I could angry. rent a home in one of these areas that's nowhere near the crazy uh, yeah. loud. I, I just picture tons of kids and loud. But Jessica, you see what I'm saying, right? Like, yes. you know, I, I prefer to have a little bit more like a peace and quiet. Is it possible? Yeah, I'm, I'm the exact same way. Um, I understand how the amenities can be a big draw for guests. Me personally, when I'm on vacation with my family, you know, after a day at the parks, I'm going to want to go home have a nice private pool. I want some quiet. So I do think that there are going to be certain guests that are going to be looking for that 
more so than, you know, that hustle bustle excitement all the time. Yeah. I might even market to those. And again, there's probably less of us, uh, you, uh, you and I, Jessica out there than probably (laughs) I would say it's one of the biggest questions I get on my rentals here Mm -hmm. is how close are you to the, to the clubhouse? It's Mm -hmm. one of the first questions it's, is the pool heated? How much does it cost? And how close are you to the clubhouse? So it's, uh, I would say the majority of people here, even prioritizing being close to the clubhouse might actually be something that I would do. But yeah, for sure. Especially with kids, you're not going to want to load them up in the car and have to drive to the clubhouse. You definitely want to be within walking distance. I have a couple things to say on all of them. (laughs) But like you're saying, I think there there is something for everybody. Okay. But, and there are all different kinds of guests, just like we're all different kinds of guests ourselves. Um, and what I mean by that is in this market, if you can be in a community that has the amenities and is close to the parks, a majority of it, it makes it easier to have a short term rental because that's what a lot of the market is. But there are the market where it's eight golfers and none of them want to sleep in a princess bed. So they're not going to ignore your house at that. And uh, I know people that have no seeming and have very beautiful homes and they they focus just on the golfers and the high-end clientele that wants that type of thing but that is a slimmer margin portion of people that come here so you need to be a lot more focused on the way you manage and market your property does that make sense so like if you're closer to the parks it's so much easier to say hey i'm close to the park and you get that huge market from around the world that wants to come just for the parks. If you're going to focus on golfers, you need to have an in there. You need to know golfers. You need to know golfers website. You need to know how to market your property to golfers. You need to. So it's very possible. And there's a million golfers out there that have a lot of money, but you need to be able to hone in on that and understand that it's not just going to be as easy, easy, like, you know, as focusing on the theme park clientele. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. It's just finding your niche and inside the market there's a niche for everyone in every market here there's so many different avenues you can go so absolutely though yeah you're completely there's something for everybody you just have to be able to know who you're going to market to and be able to do it very well riches in the niches baby all right let's talk i've heard you guys uh mention that the 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 lower you know the lesser expensive properties may not uh make uh, you know, decent amount of dough. Uh, talk about that. Is there a stigma there on these lower and also the condo thing, I think. And of course yeah. we'll cover that, what to buy in another, uh, another podcast, but uh, on the lower price range, what are we looking at doing? So when we refer to lower priced properties, we're specifically referring to condos for the most part. Um, you can find some cheaper townhouses and single families, especially further away from the parks. But as a whole, We've found they either require a property manager inside these condo associations where you can get a home for 150 to 250K. And you're competing with uh, the hotel business the hotel. as well. Yeah. So they mm-hmm. they require a property manager in a lot of situations, or you're competing directly with a hotel that is likely closer to the parks and has probably some hotel amenities as well. So they're probably going to be cheaper than what you'll be comfortable with on your homes. And maybe they're good for if you're just wanting something for a vacation for yourself, for your family. But return-wise, they might not be the priority for our market. I, I found um, small townhouses, three to five bedrooms is about the smallest you want to go with a pool exactly. still on those homes. That's that's yep. probably the smallest I would go if I were looking here. We see higher returns in mm-hmm. single-family townhomes closest to the park with theming. 
in a resort style amenity. That yeah. is the highest returns and again, easiest because of the math space Absolutely. of guests that are coming here. And of course, again, I preach it fairly often that you need to want to use the property. And to me, that is a huge deal in this market. This might be the only market uh, that I would personally be interested in possibly exiting at some point, because I think this is a good 20 year hold market, maybe 15 year hold market. Cause again, uh, at least uh, two or three of us, I think the three, uh, the two ladies and myself have younger children and, uh, and Disney is a massive reason why we're doing this. So to me, the creating those memories, right. You know, so again, uh, maybe you're not even, maybe you're not even looking for a return. I, I dare I say, I know that's crazy. Uh, because we all want to, you know, make a couple extra bucks here and there, but to me, this is the perfect market to buy something for your family. If you're a Disney junkie, which there are many, many, many of us out there. Um, and I, honestly, I That's wish me. I was. <laughs> I teared up when I saw the castle for the first time. So no. <laughs> a lot of I, adults too. There's a lot of yeah. adults from other countries. No kids. I wish I was more into it. We're coming down in a month and I look forward to it big time. And my daughter and my, you know, my son, he's still so young. He almost kind of doesn't know what's going on, but uh, it's so much fun. Um, but man, I, I I could just see that that would be a, a great move to work into your family is to have a property. If you're really going to Disney all the time, maybe you're in a drivable like Georgia or Alabama, North Florida, et cetera. Um, and because it is so expensive to stay on property or to stay anywhere, really. Um, and, and you can work that into your family's uh, lifestyle where you have your own property to go down there and visit the mouse whenever you want and go to all these parks and do it multiple mm -hmm. times a year. And, and, and hopefully this property could subsidize itself uh, with rental income when you're not there. And that is a massive, massive benefit in my opinion. And again, that for that reason is why I would, I, I say that maybe a 15 year old hold because I hate to say it, but at some point my kids are going to grow out of it. You know, they Maybe. are, but guess what? Then they're going to be in sports and coming here and yep. then they're going to have kids and you're going to be grandpa and you want to bring the grandkids here. That's true. And after 15, 20 years, you've got that pay down. Let's say you put a 30 year note on this it's thing. At that yeah. point, you've got <laughs> half, half the duration of the loans paid off. Maybe more by the time your kids go to college or. You know, at that point, if you decide to get out of it again, you got 15, 18 years worth of debt pay down on this uh, loan that's been done by other people's money. And you've got equity going on there after all these years of debt, of uh, paying down that mortgage, paying down the mortgage. And um, it's much better, in my opinion, to do it that way. If you're the, if you're the right type of candidate to do the management and, or handle the management or even even if you want to hire a manager, as long as, uh, you know, you're good at it and pay attention to me, it's an absolute no-brainer. If you're if you're uh, hooked on the Disney thing, like uh, many of us are, I think it's a it's a beautiful thing. Uh, but let's talk about we in this market in Orlando specifically. I think this market was the originator that they coined the phrase oversaturation uh, because there are so many rentals in this market. And it's always been like that. It didn't happen overnight. I remember when I very first got into short term and again, Avery and I, we were early adopters. We've been doing this for a long time. And even back when we first started the, what you would hear about Orlando, I mean, we're talking 10 years ago was there's so many other people doing it. You have to stand out. There's so many other people doing it. So uh, any of you have any advice on how to navigate the fact that there are so many other rentals? So, yeah, so, well, Jess, take it, take it, please. Okay. So um, what I was going to say was, yes, we do have a ton of short-term rentals. 
What we don't have are a lot of short-term rentals that are managed well. Um, the large majority of properties that we go into, um, you can tell that they're not being taken care of. They most likely are being ran by a very large property management company. So they're I think disgusting, that, disgusting but, homes. Yeah, they're, it's just it's horrible. <laughs> no, they're not. They're they're. they're I, no, some of them. I, I was yeah, in one right. yesterday, and I told them the the washer overflowed, and they were like, "Oh, okay, we'll get to it in a day or two. That, uh, yeah. Yes, the home's not horrible. The management, current yes. management, maybe the the, yes. the. We don't have a lot of need to gut homes. They're just need to be managed and maintained better. And that's why they're selling because they haven't been because they were like you said, like you said, Luke, 10, 20 years ago, there were it was a mass push for that. You had those large companies that were going to England or whatever and, and you know, to other countries. Sorry, I don't know. And um, mass pushing that you buy into almost a timeshare type thing. And then they were on these contracts where the companies, the property managers that they got under with, they were like 10 year contracts. They had no choice. You know, they had to stay with them. They bought the home, this and that. And now that times have changed, some of these folks, and they've got the equity and are selling, and they can do a lot better when they're managed well, like back to Jessica's point, sorry. No, you're good. Um, So yeah, basically, you know, we have a lot of short-term rentals, but we also have a lot of room to do very well. There's a lot of room for improvement. So if you are willing, you know, to put in that little bit of work, give it, you know, your personal touch. Between that and the traffic that comes through here, you have a great opportunity to do very well. Yeah, I agree with that in any market. You know, to me, I just, I hate hearing that. I hate hearing, oh, it's too hard. There's so many other people, saturation, this, that, the other. Uh, every every bit of the that conversation is negative, 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 negative. I don't want to hear it. Uh, if you don't, if you don't think you can do this, don't do it. Because quite frankly, you're just basically saying that you're a loser, you know, and if you want to be in the top 5%, the other 95% is not even your competition. So what does any of that matter? If you want to provide all of these services to the kind of guests that you want to attract and the kind of service that you would want when you go somewhere, that's up here. So all of the rest of this, it, it's not even your competition. They're just homes that, you know, hopefully, you know, I don't know. They're, they're, not comp- they're, they're not your competition. How many cars do we have on the road? hundred you know, percent. Exactly. You know. There's a million cars out there. I should stop making cars because nobody's yeah, ever going to buy a car again. I mean, it's ridiculous. Wait, you're you're a, a owner operator. You're renting your own home there. How do you stand out? Are you happy with your calendars? And how did you get that way? So my biggest thing here, we talk about the theming, the resorts being within about 25 minutes to the parks. Um, and we'll go into that more again on another podcast too. But I've found providing family and household items such as like strollers and cradles and pack and plays. There are a lot of people, they're international owners. They just don't know. There are people who are flying cross country that don't have their, their household kid items or books and puzzles and things like that for their kids. And something that I've added into my homes and their people just love it. And they just love having those items inside the property. And it really does help you stick out and having photos showing that, oh, these are things that you could do with your kids while you're on vacation. You're not leaving all your items or you have the opportunity to leave all your items at home and they'll still be at the rental when you get there. Um, a lot of families love that. And they it's, it's something that's also, it's not hard to do. It's just like, oh, this is something I had when I had kids. Um, and now I can provide it to more families while they have their kids and they're going to make memories of a lifetime. I don't think it's right, if you treat people the way you want to be treated. That's all. There you go. Uh, now you guys got me fired up. Uh, we've got a long way to go. We're going to do another, at least nine more episodes on this uh, topic and uh, get way in the weeds on, uh, on many different subjects uh, when it comes to the Orlando 
uh, vacation rental market. And I'm uh, grateful to be here with you guys. So uh, we'll be back in just a few with episode number two.